Everyone's itching for beauty, but just scratching the surface. Lost time is never found. Can the DJ please reverse it? In life, we pay for change. Let's make every second worth it. Anything can work if you work it. When people say you don't deserve it, then don't give in. Because hate may win some battles, but love wins in the end. You shine just like the sun while the moon and the stars reflect your light. Beauty revolves around you. It's only right that.
Good evening and welcome to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta, and tonight joining me is just Nick Mateen, a little bit of a switcheroo tonight. That's me. As we, as Ryan <laughs> is off tonight, he's actually getting a tour of the Barclay Center tonight. Ooh. So he is out. So first things first, let's go over this nice week of news that we have had. Mm-hmm. First things first, Ilya Kovalchuk is out four weeks with an ankle with ankle surgery. You you know how I feel about Ilya Kovalchuk coming back to the NHL. I know, it's, it, it, we can make this a short topic. <laughs> I, I I thought it was a bad idea that he came back to the NHL. You know, especially a team like the Kings, where you know they thought they needed help, and look where the Kings are right now. Yeah, this is just another not, just another jab to the Kings. They are in the bottom of the league. They're absolutely terrible at the moment. Well. They could be better, but you know, just her, getting Kovalchuk out too is just—that's just an—that's salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. It doesn't—it does not help anybody. So it's just sad for the Kings. So with that, I think we're all done with that. We can move on with that one. Yeah, I mean, it's a quick, like I said, quick topic. Quick topic. <laughs> like, we got a few quick ones here. Yeah, go for it. So the next one is Ryan Miller ties John Van Beesbrook as the winningest American-born goalie. With 374 wins, if he wins one more game, he's all on at the top. Now that win, did you get credit for the win last night against Washington? Three now. Uh, I don't believe so. I'm, I'm gonna double check that. But if you got the chance to catch that game, I did. Oh my. Oh Washington. Washington. What, you, what is going break on? Break my heart sometimes. You but. know, a five to one lead, and then you blow it with five goals in two periods. With five minutes left, they took the lead. And like, yeah. look at the Brady Holt, Brady, Braden Holtby and Net. He just he's squirming around and no defense. It it was it was a really hard. If you're a Capitals fan, rough game to watch. Very rough game. But you know, good for Miller. Uh, I don't. He didn't get credit for that win because he, I think he believe he was taken out after. No, the first no, no, no. It was John was Gibson it? who started and Ryan Miller oh. actually filled in for him. So I'm gonna double check right now who actually got the win. That. But I. I didn't. I checked it this morning. I didn't believe so, but then again, they didn't have the whole box score up as of last night either. So, did he get the win? I'm still looking. Give me, give me a second. We'll give you a second. <laughs> we'll give you a second. But do you know he's in good company with? In the, in, you know, it'd be a really good thing for him if he if he did get the win. Now he is the um, winning goaltender. I don't believe so, but you know, beating John, he did get it. Yep, he got the win, and he's all on at the top. Yep, good for him. He well deserved. Great goalie. And no, he tied. That, that, win, that win was a tie. Yeah. And I was right. Yeah, yeah, you were right. I thought you were saying you I, won. I was saying if that last win was the win from a last night, not from a win from before. I thought you were just bringing it up, but it makes sense now. You missed the show for three weeks, come back on, and I, now you're just confused. Three me. weeks? I didn't miss it for three weeks. Well, you came last week, and then you missed what? Two? All right, well, let's relax. <laughs> let's let's chill. But now he's tied. He's got one more win. and One more win. He gets one more win, and then he's all on at the top, and he should be. he should get it. So, you know what? Good for him. And beating John Van Beesbrook, great goalie, mm-hmm. good first time. Uh, two more quick things in news before we get on to our big one. Uh, Flyers get a new GM in Chuck Fletcher, former GM of the Wild. You know what? Okay. Um, I'm sad it's not gritty, but <laughs> all good things come to an end. I think you're the only person on this show that actually likes gritty. Really? Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not a fan at all. No. Well, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> I don't want to strangle you by the end of this show. Oh, I oh, but, yeah. Now, good good pickup for the for the Flyers. I would like to see in what direction they go with with him. Mm-hmm. So it should be interesting. And last thing, before we get to big news, is Gary Bettman is expected to announce tomorrow that the NHL will get the thirty second team in Seattle. Now, with this, I'm actually kind of surprised about it because it's the worst kept secret in the NHL. We no. all know it's coming. Expansion teams are always the worst kept secret. Yeah, we knew Vegas yeah. was coming. Uh, and now we're getting Seattle. I think it should be interesting. I'm I'm waiting to see what what the what year they're gonna go in because that that's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna take some time. I know Vegas was a quick uh, transition because the arena they, was the, done. the the arena was almost done already. I believe at the time, and in Seattle, 
I don't even know if you have a, a big arena right now. Well, the whole thing was is that Key uh, Key ba- Keystone Arena, I believe, is Keystone or Key Bank Arena, um, is getting renovated to have the facilities for the NHL. The Keystone Center. Keystone that Center. That's what it is. So. Well, that's in Canada. No, not the Keystone Center. It's Keystone. It's Key. It's Key Bank Arena. It's probably. The, let's see here. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Hold on. One second. Keep talking. The, <laughs> the whole thing with it is like I've no, I've been excited for it because I love the Key Arena. Key Arena. Key. Okay. Key Arena. No, I thought it was something else. Yeah, it has to be renovated. The last sports team that you, I think the um, Seattle Storm of the women's bas- women's NBA mm. uses it. I think the last ma- um, Big Four was. Um, the Supersonics that used it, so that it needs to be renovated to accommodate hockey, and, and they've had that announced for years now. According to um, Wikipedia, the capacity for hockey right now is about fifteen thousand, a little bit over. But after the renovation, it's supposed to go up to seventeen thousand. Yeah, that's, so that's definitely. Uh, I think isn't fifteen thousand the regulation size? Yeah, I believe because that was a problem with the Coliseum, and that was it, a problem with the Coliseum, and yeah. now it's the problem I think with Calgary's arena because yeah. they're having a whole thing it like that. Start something out soon, but the good thing, you know. Looking more into this, you know, this place, it, it's been around for a long time. It's gone through a few different names. Uh, and it's located really uh, really close to the Seattle train. So that's a great way to get to the game itself. You have traffic going straight to that. You it's know? in a good location. Yeah. I mean, and it should all be for interesting. It, uh, I don't believe there's been any talks for names, though, yet. Do you have any ideas? Um, the one name that I heard was getting tossed around over the summer last year when they were when they when the NHL kind of said that we're going to give it to you no matter what was that they wanted to do the totems. The totems. I'm not a huge fan of that name. Uh, I've I would not prefer, heard that before. I would prefer what did, do what they did with um, the Thrashers. Well, not the, I would, the Seattle Thrashers. Seattle. That's good. good with name. green and blue. That'd be nice. That'd be really fresh. I was thinking Spitfires. Because I know that's their AHL team. Well, I know that would be a little complicated. There's already a, a Spitfire team. Well, I mean, there's a lot of teams that use names, but there's a team up in Canada that plays in the uh, the Q. That's the Windsor Spitfires. So, yeah. I know that there's a team. There's already a, there's an I think there's an AHL team in Seattle already, and uh, they use they use some type of name that uh, along the lines of those. There was one being thrown around the Krakens, and I was like, no, 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 no. That'd be interesting. Not. The Sea Monsters. Well, there's already. Oh, yeah, no, the Totems are a team. I was right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, but they're um. They're part of the WHL. Wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad thing to bring the name in. They're, they're the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. All right. Yeah, but they're also green and blue like the Seahawks. They're gonna keep that color scheme. They have to. It's, it's, it's such really a good it's color really nice. Scheme. Yeah. So, now the biggest news of the weekend. Nylander signs with Toronto. It's over. It's finally over. He signed. Took, six took him years. long enough, man. He waited till the, they said that according to CSN, he signed. In the eleventh hour, the thirty minutes before the actual deadline, yeah. he answered the phone and said yes. I believe there's a couple minutes left. Yeah, there's <laughs> a few minutes left before that. He gets a six-year deal at forty-one point sixty-seven million dollars. This is a good signing for them because I kn- they just traded one of their, um, their one of their top six to put Nylander in. I mean, this whole Nylander deal is so weird, and I feel like if Toronto didn't take him in the first time and he didn't accept their deal in the first time i would just give up on him what's the, what's the point this kid doesn't want to play you know he wants a better deal he's being greedy we've seen plenty of greedy players in the past that you know have lost so much time uh not playing you know and you know they become kind of a public enemy number one now for the fan base here's the thing with nylander mm-hmm. Did you think he was going to sign? Did you think he was going to sit out, or did you think he was just going to sign and be traded? I thought he was actually going to sign international for the longest time because I know he's practicing um, with the one of the teams in Sweden f- for a while. He was overseas for a long time. I honestly thought that he was going to um, not play in the NHL and then maybe try it again next season. I think that would have been so complicated, but here's the thing. When, I, when we saw this, this was what? Uh, they, they announced this on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now, I did some research on Sunday, and I found something interesting. Because when I saw six years at 41.67, I was like, that's not something that you waited on. That was like the original deal. So I did something. And according to TSN, the second year of this deal sees Nylander's base salary drop to the bare minimum, $700,000, with a signing bonus of 8.3. And in the other years of the deal, he gets $2.5 million as a base 
and 3.5 um, signing bonus. Hence, he gets $24.3 million of his $41.4 million contract guaranteed through bonuses. It's not through his regular pay, which is weird to me because he's getting paid not to play. The guaranteed money does not hit the salary cap, and it comes out of Toronto's pocket. It does not come out of the Maple Leafs' budget. And that's every that's every year. He gets simplifying it is he gets two million today, ten million from now until the end of the regular season, and then on July first every year he gets eight point three million dollars, and it's not a cap hit. It is perfectly good money. And here's the thing: it's lockout proof. You will get paid that money if you don't play. So if there's a lockout down the road, which you know there's been stirrings of. He still gets paid. Now, that's for, what, the seventh best player on the Leafs organization? I mean, others might not say so, but yeah, go ahead. Well, but here's <laughs> the thing. That's what I'm saying. But he's not one of the top guys. Mm-hmm. He hasn't even played half the season. And that signing bonus money for him is guaranteed. And Toronto, being a big-name city with a big you know, hockey population, they can shell out that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Now... What does that mean for the smaller market teams like Carolina? They can't do that, especially with players. That that signing bonus is huge. That's basically, here, I'll give you this amount of money to play, and I'll give you even more money for sitting on your butt. <laughs> now, I don't know. that It's it's a little shaky to me. It's a little weird to me that, that he's going to get that kind of money with doing nothing. Uh, Toronto's been weird. <laughs> I think it's a good summary. Just Toronto's been... You know, they got John Tavares, and I feel like that was a little bit of a gap fill with uh, William Nylander out. And now you got William Nylander. So, but like the whole thing with me is just like you're gonna look at this down the road, mm-hmm. and you got contracts like Marners and Matthews that are coming up, and they're gonna get big boy contracts. Now, with, I mean, well, no, I mean Matthews already has a big boy contract. Well, he's gonna get paid. He's gonna want that signing bonus now. Uh. He's gonna want even more, and that's not gonna affect your cap. So, what about the other team? That's on. Unf- it's an unfair advantage. The NHL should step in with that because they're like, hey, you know, if you guys can't match it, it looks a lot. It looks very familiar to re- the research I was doing hmm. was this looks like this looks very similar to what teams are doing in 04. Hmm. And everybody, if, if, if anybody has any hockey knowledge, 04 was the last year before the lockout. And we, there's been talks about a lockout. That's why Seattle's been a question mark is because they don't know what year they're going to enter because they don't know if they're going to have a lockout. Hmm. So. This, to me, is another... If you want to know where the lockout's coming from, this is it. These signing bonuses are going to be a major issue down the road. And especially guys like Line A and Matthews, and if Tavares gets... And if Tavares' contract is up, big-name players who are younger are going to be like, hey, you know, you can give me the base money, but I want, I want this as a signing bonus. I want that protected money. So if we don't play, if I say... If this happens again somehow... And, like, say if Nylander says, I want to go play in Europe. I see still getting paid by the Maple Leafs. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see how where this goes. From a player's perspective, that's a really good deal. No, Merry Christmas, William. Uh, <laughs> he's, like, yeah. he's getting a lot of money. He's treating everybody for dinner. Yeah, really. But I don't know. It's a, I found this, When I found this, I was actually kind of surprised. I didn't – I had to check over the numbers again. He's getting this much money. He's getting $8.3 million on July 1st every year starting next year. Jeez. That is – Unreal, and the mm. fact that it doesn't, it doesn't affect your cap, and it doesn't affect your other players, that's odd. That's odd that teams like. And now, what do you do if you're the GM of Arizona or if you're the GM of San Jose? You can't just go up to guys and be like, "We'll match that contract." You can't match that contract. Mm. You're not a big enough organization to do that yet. But teams like New York and teams like, you know, Montreal, they're gonna use this and sign guys forever. So. I believe with that, we're going to go to our first break. We ended your column. We ended my column, yeah. (laughs) My entire column for the day. So with that, we're going to go to our first break. And you're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. 
What's it like being single when you're over 50? Marla Matthews, host of The Relationship Journey, will facilitate a support group for adults over 50 who are getting over divorce, death, or other life changes. It's on Saturday, December 8th at 2.30 p.m. at the Plainview Old Bethpage Public Library. For more info, call 516-938-0077 or visit poblib.org. The community calendar is a public service from your friends at LIU Public Radio. If you belong to an LIU Post club or organization, this space could be yours. Your friends at MyWCWP are here to help you spread the word about your club, upcoming event, or the mission of your organization. Reach the on-campus and online audience right here at Post and get the word out directly to your peers. Visit MyWCWP.org to get in touch with us or stop by the station located right behind Hillwood Commons. A message from MyWCWP, LIU Post Campus Radio. You're listening to Post to Post on WCWPSports.org. Hello and welcome back to Post to Post here on WCWP.org. My name is Nick Matina, joined alongside Anthony Cabaretta. Anthony, you got some more news for us, don't you? No, actually, that was it. All right, well, never mind. That was all <laughs> of our news. That was my whole little uh, William Nylander rant there because... I just think it's insane about the amount of money he's getting and mm-hmm. that this is going to be a problem down the road. So with that, we're going to go into our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> uh, the first segment is the Beast of the East, where, as most people already know, is we look at the top team in the Eastern Conference and how did they get there and will they stay there. And for me, for the second week in a row, is the Washington Capitals. Even though the Capitals have fallen, especially as taking a major loss yesterday. They blew a 5-1 to one lead. They, they haven't been that bad. And, you know, being they're finally back to what they were originally planning to do, and they're finally getting scoring opportunities and actually putting it on the net, such as this guy. Great Holtby, boy, he does a good job. Two-on-one here. Here's a two-on-one. It's Ovechkin. The pass over, and Backstrom with the finish. A fast start for the Caps. Just 41 seconds in. And then they would proceed to lose that game. <laughs> oh, boy. That was so, a, that was some game last night. It was nuts. But the Capitals are doing well. And they're finally back on top. And I believe they're going to stay there for a bit longer now. You know, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions. They're back. They're hungry. And they're ready to go. And the only thing is they're, they're, only, a few, they're only one point out of first. And Columbus is, has 32. They're right behind them. The Islanders first in the league you're talking about. No, I'm talking first in the Metro. They are first in the Metro. First in the Metro. Yeah, I said first in the Metro with 33. Columbus is second. Oh, I thought you said they were one point away from being in first. So no, Columbus is one point away from them. And then you got the Islanders who are right behind them. You got the Rangers who are right behind them. So I, the question is, does the Metro stay the way it is? Or does it become a little bit more choppy like they were in the beginning of the season where you had random teams on top like Carolina and New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll bounce back Do you think, or do you think that the Capitals will stay where they are and keep that nice first place spot and, and end up, if the season ended today, play Montreal in the first round? I think it's going to be a long season of musical chairs for this Metropolitan Division. I feel like it's gonna everyone's going to swap because there's a lot of teams having hot streaks and a lot of teams having, you know, I don't know how to put it. Not not good streaks. You know, they, they stumble upon themselves. This and that. Um, you know, Washington's in a good spot right now. You know, like we said, that they're only one point ahead, but it's still early in the season. We're only twenty six games into the season for some teams, twenty five or twenty seven. Um, but I really feel like it's gonna be, it's gonna shuffle a lot. We're gonna see a lot of different teams that are sitting in first in the Metropolitan. I think that the Metro isn't the strongest division anymore. Um, since the Atlantic decided to come out of nowhere this year and produce three powerhouse teams in Tampa. You can even say four or five, counting uh, well, if you count Boston and Montreal. You, I'm not counting Montreal. No way. Um, too soon? Yeah, way too soon. Not, not even close. Uh, I, yeah, so four. So four powerhouse teams in Tampa, Toronto, Buffalo, and Boston. And just these teams are just lighting up the league. There's no division like the Atlantic division, but Switching back to the Metro, I, like I said, I think it's going to be just one big game of musical chairs. Or right. Metropolitan chairs, I should say. <laughs> All right. Now, one question before mm-hmm. we go on to your team. Sure. 
you saw Tom Wilson's hit on the Devils. Don't even get me started. I know, but this question. Does he deserve another suspension for it? Like, Because as of right now, the NHL is not giving it to him. Didn't he learn from the first time? No. Uh, apparently not, because another dirty hit, and the NHL is not looking at it, you know. Which, I think uh, they just don't want to sit him out for the remainder of the season. Well, sometimes you got to. You know, if you're a guy that's not going to – I mean, he's scoring. He's doing well. That, that's one thing that, you know, people are catching. And he's doing well. He's scoring goals for Washington, you know. And he's just – there's sometimes where he's not playing the sport of hockey and he's headhunting. And I don't think that there he deserves to have a position in the NHL right now because – and you really, you really don't like this guy. No, it's, he's just a dirty player. I mean, he, he sometimes he's good on the ice. I, I respect that. You know, he's a gritty player, but sometimes he just takes a step too far. And he, he really reminds me of um, Zach Ronaldo. I mean, I think Zach Ronaldo, I believe he's still playing. I, I think Zach Ronaldo is in the Arizona uh, system. system at the moment. I'm going to double-check that. But I, I just... It, Something whenever someone um, – oh, no, I'm sorry. He's with the Predators. Um, but there's just something that doesn't he, – he, there's You don't think there's the right a way. place for that no. in the NHL today? Illegal hits? No. Illegal – no, like d- those dirty hits. Like hitting is fine. Clean hits, and fighting surely. Is fine. But hitting a guy in the head and bringing him down to the ground, no. I, I remember it reminds me of the, – the whole thing reminds me of this one incident. I, I saw it on an NHL – thing uh, that was on the NHL network and it was like I think it was a Colorado Detroit game or something and he just put like one guy's coming up behind him and just knocks him right in the head the guy that carry him off of a stretch and everything to me that's what that hit mostly reminds me of I don't remember the exact hit and who was involved but the whole thing is um it's not a good look and if and I think if you were if you were the NHL I think you did the, I don't want to say you did the right thing but if you were the Capitals you need to put your foot down I get it. You're winning, and you know you're the defending champions, and the organ, and probably the chemistry in the locker room with him there has been great because ever since he came back, the capital has been awesome. But I think if you're, even if you're the coach or the GM, you you need to say something. You need to tell him, all right, if you want your position on this line, you need to stop or at least cool it because dude, this is the second one yeah. in this year. The dude's got eight points in five games. Like, He's doing something right. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to figure out. Like, so this season so far, he's got 14 points. And he is um, almost halfway to the point of his uh, career high in 35 points. That's weird. It's, it's unnatural, actually. Yeah. Because, you know, the, in, he's a brute, so mm-hmm. like, you don't see those kind of numbers. And yet here he is doing that. So let's get off Tom Wilson. Let's 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 just get off him entirely before you lose your mind. So who's your pick? Um, a team you mentioned before in the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think they're a powerhouse right now, but no one's really talking about them. I can give you a good reason why they're not talking about them. Why is that? They're the Wild of the East. The Wild of the East. Talk talk. Oh, the the Minnesota as, Wild. As the Minnesota I think Wild like of the East. Yeah. No. Here's the thing with them. They are, as of right now, as of today, as of the recording of this episode, <laughs> they are the most unsuccessful NHL team in history. Let's sink in for a second. This team is not on paper. If you look at this team from year, from what was their first year? 2009? One. one. 2001 was their first year? Yes. Their, that was their first season. From then until now, they have the worst success ever. So when you say that this team is good, yeah, they're good in the regular season, and but what does that what does that get you? I thought like the Columbus Blue Jackets now are like the Washington Capitals were a couple of years ago in the playoffs. They couldn't get past the, certain the, rounds. The brides, so, the bridesmaid, yeah. and you know they're yeah like I said the bridesmaid. They they're tripping over themselves a lot, and we find that with injuries. I mean they have two injuries right now, and Anthony Duclair, which is undisclosed injury. And uh, Ryan Murray, who has a lower body injury. But to me, they have everything they need. I feel like the Columbus Blue Jackets could win a cup in the next few years if they really try. And if they really figure out this whole playoff problem, then they got a good shot at raising that cup in, you know, Ohio. Now, now here's the thing, and this is where 
this is where my opinion comes for the Blue Jackets. I think once again, this is another team that there's three things hurting them. Well, two, two, two to three things hurting them. One, they don't have the the talent to get over the hump. Like, yeah, they got people. I disagree like, strongly. They got the Breadman and Panarin. They got Atkinson. Mm. They have one of the best goaltenders of this generation. You're, you're kind of shutting down your own. Uh... Opinion there, my I know, but here's the thing: like, <laughs> none of these guys are vets. None of these guys have been to, have done things. Nick Foligno has been there for a long time. He hasn't won a cup before, but I think you need, I need, I think you need an outside presence. I don't know if that's a coaching change or something, but you need, the, you need that outside influence to be like, hey, I've seen the promised land. You want to be there? Because mm. I don't feel like these guys have the drive yet. And, you know, you brought in guys like Duclair, which was a great pickup for them. Now he's injured, but he's been one of the best pieces there. And I think he's meshed well with the system. Maybe that's just because he was playing in the John Tortorella once before. So, I, I don't know. I just think that. And the second issue, I think, is, once again, this is another team that is just having an issue with the playoff format. Mm-hmm. We, I, we've stated many times on the show, the NHL's playoff format, once it was retooled a few years ago, I think 2015 they changed it. It was It's just not a good format. Seeing the same teams is an issue. This team has not made it past the first round in their existence. Like, that that's something no really? one. Yeah, I believe they didn't so. Make it late. I thought they made it farther late. No, yeah, they did. No. Didn't they, it, didn't they beat, um, oh, what was you it? You mean last season? I, I'm pretty sure they did finish in the second they round. Lost, they, they, they blew a two-game lead to the Capitals last season. Oh, that's right. And the Capitals went on to win the cup. That was the first round. That was the okay, first round. They, I don't believe bad. they've made it out of the first round in their history. The, you know, because that just proves to me is like that this team is just. I think they them and the and the Jets were the only two teams to ever make to ever sit have that kind of drought where they haven't made it past the first round. Mm. Let's see. They lost in the conference quarterfinals in two thousand eight. Uh, they, they got swept by the Red Wings. Then in two thousand thirteen. 14, they lost in the first round to the Penguins. Then they lost in the first round again in 2016, 2017 uh, to the Penguins. They lost in five. And then they lost in six to the Capitals last year. So, yeah, you were right. My bad. This team is not great. They have not, they need that. They need, I feel like if they got one more veteran presence, that one more piece, they can do it. Like, I don't. Who? I want, like, I want opinions of who you think can be that. Do you think it could have been Ilya Kovalchuk if he was smart enough? Really? Kovalchuk going. You don't think John Tortorella either could be a missing piece? A guy who's won the cup, you know, once before with Tampa, but he had a bunch of veterans on that team, which is a little different. But this guy, John Tortorella, has been coaching for dec- at least a decade now. I don't think it's. I don't think the problem's Tortorella. I think it could. If they brought a new face in, it would have been different. I think you need to go out, make a move, and get another, another, like just somebody who's who can bring it, like a leader. You know who would have been great. If it was a few years ago, Chris Kunitz. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of him either, but yeah, that's but I think story. if you would have brought him in instead <laughs> of him going down to Tampa and doing that, you know, nice choke job um, last season, you would have he would have been a great piece for you to be like, hey, look at this guy. He won. He has three cups. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking at actually no, he's got four free agents for next year. You got a nice list, to be completely honest, of offensemen. You know, they already have Artemi Panarin, so. Hope. Well, that, if, that, that's if he one leaves, thing. then they have to resign Artemi Panarin unless he leaves. That's a whole other thing because um, he said he wants to be out of there. So. Joe Pavelski, who doesn't have a great chance of leaving San Jose, good chance that he could resign. Um, Wayne Simmons, who is kind of not welcome in Columbus after the Philly and Columbus rivalry over. Yeah, you don't want so that. long. Um, possibly Mark Stone or Eric Stahl, I think could be a, a nice fit. Um, I think Eric Stahl is reaching the end of his career. It, it, it's possible, but, but it, that could be that fit that they need. Um, it's a nice veteran presence that would gladly help them. You know, you got Zidane Chara, uh, Alex Edler, Jake Gardner, who they can make a nice offer to. You know, just to get some veteran presence. They're good. I mean, oh, Bobrovsky's a free agent next year as well. So yeah, no, it's a turning point for this team. Yeah, like they're they're coming up and they're doing really well this season, but they do well every regular season. But I mean. I, I, I feel good. I, I know we're still going to be talking in a few years, so but I really feel like the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to make a nice run soon. You really think in the next few years that the Columbus Blue Jackets will be Stanley Cup champions? I, I'm going to say the next five to seven years. Five to seven? Mm-hmm. If they get their act together, sure. 
if they get their playoff act together. I think that their regular season is fine at the moment. They're the Capitals, basically. They have great regular seasons, but they've never been able yeah, they, to They're the Capitals a couple years ago before they won the Cup. Well, yeah. When they couldn't get re- past the When they couldn't get the past Rangers. the second round. Yeah. Like the ra- the, or the Penguins. Rangers or Penguins. So when we come back, we're going to be talking a Western Conference. You're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. Take WCWP with you wherever you go with the WCWP app. Listen live 24-7 to all of our streams, all from one app. Plus, call the studios directly from the app and visit our social media. Download the app through the iOS app store on Apple devices or the Google Play store on Android by searching WCWP Radio or visit WCWP.org for links. The WCWP app, available now on iOS and Android devices. Everyone should be aware of their blood pressure. St. Francis Hospital offers free blood pressure screenings the second Wednesday of every month at the Westbury Memorial Public Library. No appointment necessary. For more info, call 516-333-0176 or visit westburylibrary.org. The community calendar is a public service from your friends at 88.1 FM and wcwp.org. You're listening to Post to Post on WCWPSports.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on MyWCWP.org. I'm your host, Anthony Cavaretta, and now we are going to talk about the wild, wild west. And Nick, let's start with you. Yeah. Um, So for (laughs) – I apologize. Uh, (laughs) So for the west, you know, I'll be honest, I had a tough time trying to figure out what team I really wanted to look at and really wanted to focus on. But I think I chose the Anaheim Ducks. And I think that's a strong pick because, you know, coming back after last night, you know, you can't just credit after last night's win against uh, Washington. It'd be easy, but no. Yeah, it'd be too easy just to say, oh, they, they, they beat the Stanley Cup champ, the you know, former Stanley Cup champions. Oh, they're good. No, they are good. And no one really focuses on it. You know, they're second in the Pacific right now with a record of 14, 10, and 5. 33 points. The one ugly thing about their team at the moment is that they have a goal differential of 13, minus 13. So, you know, it's, it's one of the worst in the league at the moment. Um, or. Actually, looking at statistics-wise, oh, no, it is not. No, I'm sorry. Chicago has a negative 27. Whew, that, that's not good. Good fact, Jay. Um, but I uh, – what was I talking about? Yeah, Anaheim. Sorry, <laughs> I told brain fart there for a second. Um, yeah, Anaheim Ducks. I think it's the jerseys bringing them back, <laughs> possibly. Those beautiful jerseys. Um, you know, like I said, they're currently second. Um, you know, they, they've been looking good right now. They have a, a couple key injuries. Um, Corey Perry's out still with a long-term uh, IR because uh, he tore his MCL. It's a good chance he might not even come back this season. They said he is expected to need five months to recover. Um, that was when? I believe he was injured. Oh, right there. It's, sorry, it says the day. Um, September 26th. Not- so there's a good chance he might come back after the new year, um, play at least a minimum of like 30 games. Nothing too spectacular. I see. You could probably see him coming back. What for a playoff run and like after the All Star break? Well, that's when they would. They really need him if Anaheim can make the playoffs again. Um, Patrick Eves, which is a a big hole in their offense as well. Uh, he's on the IR with back spasms and he's unclear when he will return. Uh, Cam Fowler, who is a another, is a big hole in their defense. If you really think about it, uh, he's on the IR and he has a facial stra- uh, fracture to his jaw. A cheekbone and orbital bone, and he would miss an extended period of time. So, like, besides looking at those key injuries, you got to look at where they're at right now. You know, Ryan Getzloff is really stepping up to the plate as their captain. He's got 22 points on the season. Um, Ricard Raquel and Adam Henrique, we get, you can't talk enough about them. I think that trade of Adam Henrique to the Anaheim Ducks was probably the best trade they've done in a while. Um, or maybe the steal they got for Carl Hagelin and when they traded Devontae Smith Pelly to uh, yeah, but even that didn't. the Rangers. But even that didn't do anything. It was a steal for them. Yeah, but still, I don't. I wouldn't even count. Carl Hagelin helped them out a little bit. He helped them out, but then what? He, he dipped. Uh, yeah, sure, but I'm saying at the time he helped them out a lot. 
Um, They're also writing a, a four-game win streak. And one thing people aren't really like paying attention to is Pontus Aberg. Th- this kid, he's um, 25 years old. You know, no one really knows too much about him. And <laughs> you good? Yeah, I got hit you with good? the I got the hit, hit with the sneeze all of a sudden. Um, twenty five years old. Uh, you know, S- Swedish kid. He was drafted by Nashville in the second round, and then made his way to Anaheim. He's having a great season so far for the Anaheim Ducks, and he kind of came out of nowhere. You know? Yeah. No, he's he's doing well, and I think the whole Ducks team is ne- is like they they had a really rough start. Mm-hmm. They had a rough start. Same thing as the Capitals. They had a really rough start, and now they're finally getting back. They're on a four-game win streak, which is good. The only the only problem I can see for these Ducks is um, that Pacific Division. There's teams now that are starting to become more of an issue. It's not like the beginning of the season where you were looking at these guys and you're like, oh, you know, it's going to be a division run by, you know, San Jose, Anaheim, and Calgary. Wrong. Now you got Vegas coming up on coming up on them. They're playing great lately. Yeah. Let me guess. Are they your team in the West? No. Oh wow. My team is different. I'm on. A, I'm on a different. I have a team that's in here, but that's for that's for our next segment. I okay. I have a good idea. But now, yeah, Edmonton, who is also starting up a little bit. You got Arizona, who's been doing well, not great, but well. And the only two thing, and you know, Vancouver had a great start to the season. They dropped finally. And the Kings are a joke. So, you know, you got, I think the only issue now is that you got to, now you got to be more competitive. You got to keep it up there. It's the halfway point of the season. We're, we're almost at the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. We got, we got one more shot after this. And then when we come back, it's trade rumors and it's going to be playoff run. Trade rumors is already starting. You kidding me? Well, yeah, but when we're, it's going to be, it's going to be hot and much better when it gets closer to February. Mm-hmm. When the real stuff, when all the like the other ones die down, and it gets we get real trade rumors. But I think when you, I think now it's the halfway point of the season. You gotta be on your game when you play a division rival. You gotta beat them. Yeah. You gotta beat them. You gotta be ready. So Ducks, ah, uh, be careful. I I think the Ducks can make you know. I think it's too early actually to start talking about playoffs. Even though I talked about Columbus before, just because it's how I felt about the team. But Anaheim is another team that struggles in the playoffs. You know, and you can see it. You know, I think we all see it. Um, you know, when was the last time they made a really far run? When they won the Cup and back in 2008, I think it was? Seven. 2007? Eight was the Red Wings. Um, oh, it was the back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, really, I've not, you know, Anaheim. Just the, the playoffs for Anaheim have been shaky. You know, like, they look great half the time. And then there's a time where it's either injuries that really trip them up again. And, you know, just like, um, uh, what were we talking about before? Columbus. You know, they have injuries right now. Anaheim has a couple key injuries. so But I think if they can get all those guys back and stay clean, you got a threatful team here. Yeah. And their next matchup is against uh, Chicago, which yeah. should be should be interesting to see. Uh, Chicago... Has not been very well, but oh no, not at all. Not at all. They're they're sixth in the in the central, and they're one of the more think the lower teams in the NHL today. It's which actually kind of upset me a little bit because I know they had that bad year last year, but I thought they would have done a little bit better, especially even after the coaching change. But you know, Anaheim, I think it's a waiting game. I think you're gonna have to wait and see. And with that, my pick, we're gonna switch divisions. And I'm going to bring the Nashville Predators. Ooh, I thought you were actually going to pick Winnipeg. No, nah, I pick I pick Winnipeg way too often on this yeah. show. So I'm going to go with Nashville. I don't, I don't think we have spoken about Nashville at all. And this team is president's, defending President's Trophy winners. Some people forget that they made the Stanley Cup final two years ago. Yeah, no. And it, but the thing, the whole thing with that was is like nobody saw them there because. They they originally I think most people including myself thought when Nashville played in that first round against Chicago when they would eventually sweep Chicago, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be knocked out in like six games. I didn't think oh, it was no. going to be. They proved everybody wrong that, that year. Yeah, and then they went straight to the final. They lost to Pittsburgh, and they won the pre- Like everybody's like, wait, but they lost to win. They lost to Winnipeg mm-hmm. last year, and you know the whole story of Vegas kind of overshadowed them because it was a good story. But now 
Nashville is showing why they were why they won the President's Trophy and why they're one of the best teams. They're one of the best teams in the league, and you know the other night they did extremely well, and it was thanks. See if I can get this to work. It was thanks to this guy. This one looped over, racing after it. Cam, he got a stick on it. What a save by Rene! The puck is still loose. Set behind the net. Pecorine with a giant save. Pecorine is awesome. Hmm. I think everybody. He got hurt. He came back, and he is on top of his game. And everybody, you know, you look at everybody's now talk, for some reason. Some people are now talking about the Vesna, the Vesna race. Mm-hmm. Rene's name should be up there again. Oh no, of course. And he is proving that he is one of the best, well, probably one of the most elite goaltenders in the NHL. Agreed. And even with this team, this team who has lost one of their key defensemen, PK Subban, he's on the IR. Mm. Yet they're still doing extremely well. I don't see any. I, I can't really see anybody slowing down these guys, or, you know, really throwing them off their game. You know, they're they're third in the league, and they have all their pieces. Functioning. The only thing that's actually upsetting is that Philip Forsberg is out. He's out four to six weeks, which is a nice dent to their offense. Mm-hmm. But. Even with that, I, I can really see this team going. They're eighteen, eight and one. The team is is phenomenal, and there was a point where they didn't even lose on the road. So, they're reaching the halfway mark of the season, and there's no real thing. The only thing I can think of that can hurt them is their schedule. Their schedule is rough. They it's going to be a real challenge for them. To come out of uh, come to the break with a f- with a, with many more wins. They have Buffalo tonight. Then in the rest of this week, they basically play almost every other night because then they have two days off. Then they play Vancouver. Then they go to Calgary. They do a little bit of a Canada trip. Then they play Ottawa at home, Vancouver at home, and New Jersey at home. And those games are always are back to back to back. And then you got a doubleheader against Ottawa and Chicago on the road. And then you go to Philly, and then you go to Boston. Then you finally get a breather of four games, and then you play Dallas, New York, and and then you travel to Washington to end the month. It's going to be interesting what they can do for the rest of December, you know, without these uh, key players. Because, you know, you actually missed a few people on that injured reserve. Uh, Victor Arvidsson's out. Nick Benino's out. uh, I I keep forgetting Benino's on that team. Well, yeah, he went to Nashville after he won the Stanley Cup with Pittsburgh. Which was kind of confusing, but makes sense. He did what? Uh, what's his name? Did in two thousand eight, two thousand and nine. Hosa, I think it was. No, it wasn't Hosa. There was one player. I don't remember, but there was one player who went from Detroit. He he lost. He wanted. He lost. He was Pittsburgh, and then he went to Detroit, hmm. and then he lost both both finals. I remember. I remember hearing something about that. But um, Kyle Turris is not on the team right now either. He's been injured since late November. But uh, P.K. Subban has been around for a while either. He's been gone for uh, at least from the middle of last month, if you think about it. And I know, it's been hurting my fantasy team. Yeah, well, that's why I stopped playing fantasy. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting to see this team, and especially because that November was crazy for them. Mm-hmm. November, they had the same type of schedule, where the last week, literally the last three weeks of November, they played almost every other day. Actually, no, they did play every other day. It was insane. And a lot of those games, most of them they did win, but a lot of them they lost. And a lot of them were to key division rivals. I, I would like to see that I would like to see them succeed, especially because, you know, they were they did lose in the final not that long ago, and I would love to see this group of players win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only thing is like I still don't know. That schedule is rough. And there is teams that could catch up on you. You got Colorado is having one of their best seasons mm-hmm. after last after two years seasons ago where they had were the worst team in the NHL. Now they're in the playoff hunt. Are we seeing a uh, Nashville Predator Columbus Blue Jackets Stanley Cup final? You write that down. <laughs> That'd be interesting, but no. You got Winnipeg. You have Dallas, who's finally coming up, and you know Minnesota, who is not far out, but they're starting to cool off. 
oh, if Ryan was here, he'd, he'd fight me on that. But <laughs> no, he, they're finally cooling down. And the only two teams that have been you know, stagnated at the bottom of this central division is Chicago and St. Louis. So, well, we're going to see who rises and who falls in our next segment when we talk about who's hot or not. But right now, we're going to go to a quick break. You're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. Coming to the Tillis Center for the Performing Arts, Dennis DeYoung, the Grand Illusion 40th Anniversary Tour, Saturday, December 8th at 8 p.m. Call 516-299-3100 or visit TillisCenter.org. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be part of a crime scene investigation? Join the Forensic Science Club, open to all majors. Experience what detectives do at the scene of a crime with new interactive forensics labs every week. General meetings are Wednesdays during Common Hour in the Life Science Building, Room 140. And check us out at Facebook.com slash LIU Forensics and on Instagram at LIU Post Forensics Club. You are listening to Post to Post here on WCWPSports.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on MyWCWP.org as we enter our final segment of the night. I'm your host, Anthony Cavaretta. Joining alongside me is Nick Matina, and we're going to talk about who's hot or who's burnout. Now, my pick is the Arizona Coyotes. Even though they had probably one of the most horrific injuries I've seen in a long time, they did come out. I believe they did. They won that game, thanks to one of these guys. Talented player, good skater, sees the ice extremely well. Keller now Keller across. They score! What a setup! So they won the game, and they've been on a little bit of a of a hot streak lately. And I think that they can actually come out come out of this and do really well. I'm thinking maybe a wild card spot for them. Mm-hmm. If anything, or they could be, as I would say to the Rangers, like what I said a few weeks ago with the Rangers, they could be a spoiler. And that for most people who don't know, spoilers is a team that instead of making the playoffs, they try to sabotage another team and make them miss the playoffs by like one point or two, like Colorado did last year with St. Louis. So, you know, they're, 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 only, a, they're only a few... They're what three point three four points out of uh, yeah no they're four points out of a uh, out of the uh, wild card. Minnesota's got thirty. They have twenty six. They keep going the way they are going. Uh, it should be interesting. The only thing they're gonna they lost another good player in uh, Grabner, who's mm-hmm. been a really good player for them with a horrific eye injury. Yeah, that was uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go on his Instagram. He put it on his story. What his eye looks like right now, he got hit uh, with a high stick, and his eye just got the worst of it. Yeah, he, he's going to be out for a little bit with that one. The, but yet this this team has not has not been doing poorly. The only thing is, like, I, the only thing is, can they keep this type of production up for the remainder of the season? You know, you got Clayton Keller, Oliver ekman Larson, and Derek Stepan leading the way in points. But, and then again, there's, like, there's, a, there's an easy drop-off here. They don't have a lot of, you know, players who can keep it up. Grabner is one of their top five in points. He's one of their top goal scorers, too. He's out in, until he can get his eye fixed. You know, Galchenyuk, not, I don't think he's been producing as well as they thought he was going to. And, and you know, they, they've gone through goalies like water lately. You know, injuries, and I think, I don't even think Ronta's back yet. Mm-hmm. What, what a trade, though, by uh, Arizona I mean, by Montreal, I should say, getting Max Domi for a guy like Alex Galchenyuk. I mean, Max Domi has been killing it. I believe he has 27 points now with Montreal, and he's, I think, third for players um, on new teams points-wise. Yeah. Now, the only saving grace, I think, that, once again, December is a weird month for, for West teams with the schedules. Mm-hmm. The schedule for them is a lot of road trips. They're only home um, a total of six times mm. out of the whole month. That's insane. That's actually not that bad. It's actually quite a lot, unless it's you know right it's next to each other. They they only they have a three game homestand. That's their longest homestand. Mm. The rest are kind of sporadic. It's weird, and they got a lot. And but here's the thing: the teams that the teams that they're traveling to are not close. There's uh, you got the Kings who are close, and then you go on a four-game road trip to the East Coast to play Boston, Buffalo, New York, and 
Carolina. When you say that LA is not close, I mean it's the same thing as going to the East Coast. I mean they're in Arizona, so it's still not far. It's yeah, it's they're... closer than than going two time zones over to the East Coast. Yeah, we're going two time zones back, or that too, <laughs> or one time zone back, whichever way. Yeah. And then you got a, and then you got another road trip to you go that you do that nice little uh, West Coast road trip where you play all three teams in California, mm. and then you come back and the last game that you guys have for the month is against your division rivals in the Golden Knights. So, and, that, and as the Golden Knights have been really good lately, they've just fallen out of a, of a wild card spot. But it should be interesting. I, I think that they could do well, but uh, playoffs is still a question for me. Mm. What about you? You know, I think a team that we're going to figure out if it's hot or a burnout is the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're currently sitting in seventh in the Eastern Conference, um, well, in the wild card spot, I should say, and are sitting in, let's see, four, uh, five, sixth. Sixth yep. in the Sixth Metro. in the Metro. They are a perfect 500. They're a 10, 10, and 5. Um, their goal differential is not bad. They lost the pass two. They're not good on uh, on uh, home ice or away. They're, they're just not good. They're not – I mean, well, I wouldn't say they're not good. They're just not – Getting, they're not really producing like they they did. I think that Washington Capitals uh, Stanley Cup really shook them up this year. You know, I think it's just I think this has been a long time coming for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. I've said it before on the show. Every team gets tired after a while. You know, everybody was so most people, not including teams in the Metro fans of teams in the Metro, were very happy when Pittsburgh did something that hasn't been done in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Win back-to-back championships. But everybody forgets, you know how hard that is. There's a reason it didn't. T- it took 20 years for that to happen. And look, they went on multiple losing streaks. In the middle of um, at the end of October, I should say, they went on a f- five-game losing streak to the Islanders back-to-back. Uh, they lost to Toronto 5 nothing. They lost to the Devils 5-1. to and then they lost to Washington 2-1, won a game to break that, and then won another four-game losing streak against the Devils, the Lightning, the uh, Senators, and the Buffalo Sabres. And now it's just it's just a, um, a reoccurrence of losing streaks back and forth, really. Just, you know, goals against. They, they've had 84 goals scored against them and 83 goals for. I mean, they're, they're 12th in the league for goals for, but... Where's that power coming from? Because you know Sidney Crosby, sh- shocker, is not leading the team in points right now as a Vanny Malkin, um, but it's the same four or five, if you will, that are up there uh, in points with Malkin, Crosby, Kessel, Gensel, Latang, and uh, Hornquist. But like, it, it, if it's the same thing over and over again, you're not going to get the same result over and over again. Yeah, and I also think it doesn't help. That you got three injuries: one to Matt Cullen, one to Justin Schwartz, and one to Matt Murray. Now. Matt Murray. That might be why they're losing so much. They don't. They don't have their starting goaltender. He's been a big part of their Stanley Cup runs and their seasons. I think Matt Murray is a fluke. I don't believe so. No, I think I think Matt Murray is a, a really good goaltender. No, he's a good goaltender, but I think to be completely and utterly honest with you, Nick, he hasn't been what they need him to be. And I get it. He's had a lot of issues on and on and off the ice. You know. Uh, have it last year when he went home, he had to leave for family emergency. I completely understand that. That shakes you to your core. I get it. Mm-hmm. But you know, you there's trade rumors about the guy, which can't help your self esteem at all. Mm-mm. When you were chosen to be the guy, yeah, for after Flurry got hurt, yeah, after Flurry got hurt, and they literally had they had a choice: Murray goes or Flurry goes. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happened to Flurry. You know he's one of the best goal. He's having a and he's having a career revival in Vegas, but you know Matt Murray was chosen to be the the next guy for the Pittsburgh Penguins and I, he hasn't been doing anything to say that I deserve this position. And you know you've also had a lot of issues with other players that you were brought in and they're not doing anything. Derek Brassard has been doing nothing for these guys Mm-mm. since being brought in from Ottawa. And Jack Johnson is a negative 13 in his plus-minus right now. Well, that was the whole thing. The whole thing with him coming over was because he was Crosby-friendly. So I think that was a little bit – didn't really help anybody. You know, Latang ever – Latang is – no offense, in lack of a better term, has been very poor. Mm-hmm. He's um, just not been producing 
whatsoever. Well, he is a leading defenseman, though, so with 20 points. So, yeah, I, but your defensive core is also like not that great. Yeah, to be honest, that's true. So, and yet he he should. I feel like he should be doing more with that. So, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins they're just stagnated and they need something. It's it's they need to work on their craft right now. I think they need to start stripping it. I think it's you get, you'll, you'll always have Crosby and Malkin, but I think while you still can, is it time to get rid of Phil Kessel? I love Phil the Thrill. I always have. But I, I think he's going to be packaged and sent somewhere. He has to be. You have to trade people. I think it's time to start. Kind of shake up the organization a little bit. Yeah. Get, you know, need get to, people moving. Yeah, you need to fix it or you're going to have a really dark time. Like they, they like when they did in the early 2000s when they were told that they were going to be moved to Kansas City. You know, that, that, that may not be. You may have. You want to avoid doing that again. You want to avoid. What happens, like, you've seen this. A lot of Pittsburgh fans have seen this before. You saw after Yager and Lemieux left, or when Lemieux retired and Yager left, you know, you went through a really dark time before Crosby came. And now you came back. You've had another dynamic duo with Malkin and Crosby, but you haven't had a really good supporting cast. And even if you did, they're all starting to reach that age where it's like, you know, we're kind of tired now. So I think Lemieux needs to sit down and retool his team. Mm-hmm. You know, you did it once before, and you won two cups by doing it. So I think it's time to do it again. So with that, we're going to look at the bright lights of tonight. Mm-hmm. And we don't got a lot of games. We only got three tonight. And we got, of course, we'll pick our games of the week. First game of the night is the Buffalo Sabres at the Nashville Predators. My pick for game of the night. Not game of the week, but game of the night. I agree. These two teams are hot, and they're going to be doing extremely well. And it should be interesting to see what they do. Now, what do you think? Do you think Buffalo is going to come out like a house of fire in Nashville, or do you think the Nashville's home ice advantage will, you know, put them in their place a little bit? You know, Buffalo is a hot team, and you know they're coming off that large winning streak uh, that finally got you know put by Tampa, put out by Tampa. Um, I like Nashville in this one. Because I think it's really tough to play at the Bridgestone Arena. Uh, I have to agree with you, especially for a team that's coming up um, on a hot streak, you know, and doing really well. They're gonna, I think, be caught flat-footed in Nashville tonight, and Nashville's gonna come up with a nice win. I, I'll agree with you on that. I think it's it's this is a good team. They're really hot, but Bridgestone Arena, man, that's got to be the hardest arena to play in, especially yeah. with that crowd. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a nice late-night game. It's going to be difficult to play. So I think Nashville's going to take this one. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be like a 3-2 game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but we'll see. Next matchup, a first-round matchup from this from this past Stanley Cup playoffs. The Tampa Bay Lightning play the New Jersey Devils in New Jersey. Now, mm, I'm going to say – oh, no, they're actually they're, they're, um, in Tampa. I was wrong. They're in Tampa. They're not in New Jersey. I want to, I'm going to say Lightning, only because even though New Jersey's on the rise, it's Tampa Bay. No, New Jersey's not doing well at all. I've been keeping track of them, but they've, they haven't been playing really well lately. It's, it's, it's an easy win for Tampa. I think they're, they'll they'll glide right past the Devils in this one. You think it's going to be a blowout? You think it's going to be close? It's going to be a blowout. Really? No, not not a crazy blowout, but a nice like margin. Two, two goal, three, three goal? Three goal win, yeah. All right, I, I can see that. I can agree with you on that. Final game of the night, Oilers at Stars. Another good matchup, I think. I think this is a... Eh. I, eh, eh. Oilers are on the rise. Stars are kind of on the rise. Not really. I mean, neither team is really on the rise right now. Oilers are sitting fourth in the wild card spot, and Dallas is below them. Uh, it, this is just a mere game for points. It's kind of like an exhibition match in my head. Exhibition match in your head. I think it's going to be... Uh, I think it's... Well, once again, every point matters. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I don't know who to pick though. It's it's a really hard game to pick because both teams are I think are kind of on equal footing in uh, skill, even though the Oilers have McDavid. But I think I'm going to take Oilers, even though it's it's in Dallas. I think I'm going to take Oilers. I'll go opposite. Of you. I'll take Dallas. So we're split down the middle. All right, we'll split right down the middle. So we have something to argue about. <laughs> something to argue about, even though we both know this is a, this is a no, <laughs> nothing game, but. And your game of the week? I think there's two to pick from. Uh, the first one would definitely be 
an Atlantic Division uh, matchup in Toronto yes. versus Buffalo. That's my game of the week. And going further down the week, you have a Stanley Cup rematch in Ooh. Las Vegas with the Washington Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights going at it. And now that Vegas has finally found their footing, that should be a really good matchup. It should. I missed that one. I'm going to watch that one. But, but no, my my pick is the Leafs and Sabres. That's going to be, uh, especially if Nylander comes back by that time, mm-hmm. because he's. I think he's going to be ready to play probably by the end of the week. So that should be interesting. So yeah, Stanley Cup matchup or Leafs Sabres. They're both great matchups, to be completely honest. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, and was thank you for joining us. And enjoy some hockey this week. You've been listening to Post to Post here on my WCWP.org.